0: Welcome to the Mind Body Breakthroughs podcast, where we bring you amazing guests on the cutting edge of science, health, and business each week to share strategies you can use to get the breakthrough that you are looking for in your life. I am your host, Chris Donahue, and with me is my co host, Dr. Nevada Gray. We're so glad that you're joining us today, and we'd like to invite you to join our free private Facebook community. Mind Body Breakthroughs. The views expressed on the Mind Body Breakthroughs podcast are the opinions of the hosts and guests and are not to be taken as medical advice, as the hosts and guests do not provide medical care. Information provided is for educational purposes only. You should consult your medical provider in relation to your personal health and prior to making any changes in your diet or fitness. You can't fake a great steak. You can enjoy a steakhouse experience a few nights a year or every night with your Auto Wild Grill. Sear in amazing flavor and moisture with 1500 degrees of grilling perfection. A perfect steakhouse crust every time on your time. Bring your own steak and let Otto take care of the rest. Make your house the great steakhouse in your neighborhood for your family and friends. Isabella Ma, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today?
1: I'm
2: doing great. Thank you for having me.
1: Yes, welcome, Bella. We're so happy that you're here. We've been following you on Instagram for quite some time.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're very excited to have you, Bella. Um, I think that you you are bringing such a, a freshness and some unique perspectives uh, to the carnivore community and to, mm-hmm. uh, to life in general. We want to get into it all today. We want to talk about music and your history and your background and just mm-hmm. have some fu- some fun. So for those of For those of our listeners who aren't familiar with you, tell us a little bit about your story.
2: Sure. Uh, So I started off my um, diet journey. It has a lot of ups and downs, but I started off as a vegan and a high-carb, low-fat vegan. Um, And I would be uh, very... Uh, disciplined in the vegan way of eating so I would eat very clean. I thought I was on the best diet and I was on that diet for six years. I started um, my senior year of high school and it went on for six years and then um, towards the fourth year I lost my period and I started experiencing a lot of um, brain fog, a lot of bloating, a lot of just energy and mood crashes, Um, I got my blood tested. And my doctor said that I was very deficient in a lot of vital things, Uh, vitamin D, iron, I was anemic. Um, And so she actually sat me down and said, you either have to start taking a lot of supplements, or just start incorporating some animal foods. And it was her advice that kind of Started this curiosity um, about the carnivore diet, and so um, so far I've been on the carnivore diet since January first of this year. It was like a big decision. I wanted to change my life around, and ever since, my health and just my happiness have only been improving.
1: Yes, that's um, that's quite a story, and very mm-hmm. common in the ketogenic and carnivore communities because we. in constant search of what is the best nutrition uh, for us to fuel ourselves in our health and in our purpose in life and Mm -hmm. how did the nutritional change translate into your musicianship
2: yes so as a musician um I'm quite a well I I study music I'm a piano major currently at Juilliard I'm pursuing my master's degree um but Uh, for my undergrad degree, I was actually a double major in piano and violin. So it's a lot of hours of practice every single day. And during that practice, I need extreme focus. And I need to be able to just be committed. And um, physically, it's very taxing as well. Um, So when I'm in my practice room, of course, I want to be productive. And I want to be able to express myself. And I felt that during my um, vegan years, I had a lot of trouble focusing. Um, I would have a lot of brain fog. And on top of that, I would just constantly be thinking about eating and food. I would just be hungry all the time. And it was getting in my way of focusing on um, school and music. So and your question was, how, how did the carnivore diet improve that?
1: Yes. How did it translate into your creativity and your, your musicianship? Because music yes. is so healing. It evokes emotion. It it, it motivates me. I, I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of music for just what it does for my emotional state. And I was just wondering mm-hmm. if you could speak to the healing properties of music and how that translated into your musicianship and just some of your views
2: on music and health? Of course. Personally, I feel like music um, is truly like the best outlet and source of inspiration for me. It's an outlet for me to just express everything that I'm feeling, whether it be um, stress or pain or love or joy. Music is truly a universal language Um, it's where I find all of my inspiration as well. It's where I've built the most valuable relationships and interactions through my colleagues, through my teachers and friends. Um, I, I'm sure everyone hears that music makes you smarter, right? That like phrase, and it's truly like facts. It's researched and proven that music, um, affects the way your brain works. Um, So it not only makes you smarter, it strengthens your learning and memory skills. So whether you listen to music or pick up an instrument, it's never too late to learn instruments. Um, It will help regulate your hormones. It will help you de-stress. It affects your blood pressure as well and your heartbeat because you're really just honing in on the music and the beauty of the sounds that you're listening to. Um, And on top of that, it modulates the speed of your brainwaves. Music, like I can just go on forever about how music (laughs) benefits your health and your well-being, your mental health. Um, But as a musician myself, I feel like I cannot live without music because it truly is where I find my happiness.
1: Yes, and it truly does uplift emotions. Um, yes, I, I know in my case, depending on the music that I'm listening to, it, it can either evoke sadness or for just sure. pure joy. And yes. one of the things, you know, Chris and I had in our transformation group was get yourself an anthem. What's your anthem for 2019? Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you could speak to that. Um, do you have an anthem that you listen to over and over that inspires you?
2: Hmm. Yes. So I, I mean, for me, my mood is always changing. I have, um, I guess I would have a couple different anthems based on the time of year or how I'm feeling. But um, one piece that I always, always go back to is, well, I have one piece for piano, one piece for violin. Um, for piano, I love Rachmaninoff's third piano concerto. Um, it's a piece with solo piano and orchestra, so I feel like in that piece it really embodies everything that I feel um, emotionally about, I guess, everything, um, my life, the world. Um, for violin, I love listening to Tchaikovsky's Violin Concerto, um, uh, specifically played by he's my He's my role model. Um, so those two are my anthems.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. And it definitely, it definitely comes through, uh, Bella, you're yeah. just so passionate about life. And I think really setting a great example for just enjoying the little things. I mean, you enjoy your stake. There is no doubt. Yeah, I sure and it, do. <laughs> and then to, to watch you with the violin or on the piano, there's just yeah. such an intensity that comes through, a passion mm-hmm. that comes through. It's, yeah. it's not, Thank you. it's so much more than the mechanics. It's the, the spirit of it, the energy of it. And I wondered mm-hmm. if you can just talk to that about how to translate our passions into uh, our everyday life.
2: Uh, Yes. Um, So I first want to share something that I learned um, the past year and a half, especially while studying at Juilliard. Um, Something just kind of like hit me one day where I just thought, like, why am I always striving for perfection? Is it because I'm studying at this world-renowned school? um, And I realized, you know, at the end of the day, if someone wants to really stand out and be remembered, it's not about being perfect. Instead, it's about being daring, it's about being creative, and it's about being confident in just who you are. So I feel like as a musician, because that is my profession, I, I, I really have been focusing on how I can express my personality through what I do, through the music that I make. And I've truly become so confident Um, music has taught me uh, discipline, it's taught me to be persistent, but the the most important thing, it's taught me to just be confident in my own skin, um, and to just be confident for who I am. Um, So I feel like uh, I, I love expressing that through eating steak, and through the food that I eat, through this beautiful way of eating, and to be able to combine that with music, I feel like it's the best thing ever so that's why I love posting that on Instagram and I see that a lot a lot of people love that as well and I would hope there are more people to listen to music and to maybe pick up an instrument truly changes you
1: yes because a lot of people going into 2020 are reassessing their life and looking to just reinvent themselves and pick up that instrument that's been their passion that they've always wanted to learn what mm-hmm. advice would you have for new ins- new musicians that are just looking you know to learn the piano they later in life and what mm-hmm. advice would you have
2: so the the biggest advice is to first just do it i think it's starting the starting the playing and learning that's the hardest because you have all this Um, stress like oh I'm not going to be able to do it Um, it's just too difficult just do it it's never too late to start and you don't have to make make it like the center of your life if you just enjoy it and have fun that's what's most important because as long as you spend a couple minutes a day just playing whatever you like it's already going to benefit your life in numerous ways Um, it's going to make you happy as long as it makes you happy
0: yeah, and then that definitely comes across, Bella. In in what you do, you have hugely popular Instagram accounts, uh, Steak and Butter Girl, and then your Opus Bella, which is your your musical account. What mm-hmm. uh, what is like? What is your purpose? What are you What are you trying to get across with with each of those accounts? I mean, mm-hmm. I I have a hunch. I I have things that I'm that I'm seeing, but what uh, what, are yeah. you, what are you hoping to do?
2: So on Opus Bella, which is a newer account, I really want to just focus on uh, my life as a musician, my life as a student at Juilliard. I want to give a sneak peek for people who are curious and maybe pursuing um, a career in music. So it's like educational. It's interesting. Just focusing on classical music and sometimes I cover pop songs, sure, but that's all music. And then my Steak and Butter Gal account, it's definitely focused on the carnivore diet with a little, um, like a little taste of the music. Um, but for the Steak and Butter Gal, I'm so passionate about, I guess, spreading the message that eating meat and eating until you're full is something that is like crucial to be confident and to be beautiful like feel sexy in your own skin so I guess that's why I started this hashtag called Steak Spark um, and the purpose behind that is to empower women and men to just send like a cute little snap of you eating a bite of steak and showing the world that it is okay to eat meat if you want to be um, beautiful You don't have to starve yourself. Go on juice fasts, right? Be a vegan, because that's what a lot of girls think it takes. Um, That's what I thought when I was in high school with my girlfriends. We were like, oh, we have to starve ourselves to feel good. But no, if you eat steak, right? If you go on the carnivore diet, you can be healthy. And that's what I'm feeling right now. So steaks work.
1: Yes, and we we love a good steak here at the Mind Body yeah. Breakthroughs. Mm-hmm. So, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is: I was reading that there are different tones in music that yes. can influence our cells and potentially influence our mitochondria as yes. far as turning on healing genes. And I was mm-hmm. just wondering if you could speak to that in your mm-hmm. experience.
2: Different tones in music. Hmm. Do you mean like in the in the pitch or in the sound? Um,
1: probably both. Oh, yeah. um, I'm mm-hmm. not quite sure how to describe it in musical language. Um, yes. I think of it kind of as the tone. But there are yeah. certain, um, I, I would say possibly pitch or vibration that okay. people hear and, yes. it's, and it works on their at a mitochondrial level in healing. And I was just wondering oh. if you had any experience in that, or or what your opinion was, or what you thought about that.
2: Okay, so that, hearing that, it reminds me of um, this study that I read about, um, so scientists like, they researched how music actually strengthens the immune system. Um, so there was one uh, study where they played, This is this is not related to the immune system, but They played Mozart in uh, a subway system in New York City, and they wanted to see if it affected the crime levels. And it actually, um, so the more they play the Mozart music in the background, the amount of crime in the subway actually went down. And that's definitely because of the music. Music actually influences our mood, what we do, um, how we act, um, and it's, it's also why, like, uh, they play music for Wagyu cows. Uh, they play jazz music because they're just happier and the meat tastes better, you know? So on my, the mitochondrial level, I'm not sure. I haven't really um, researched or read anything about that. But I, I believe that music really changes our health.
0: Yeah, it you know life is all about frequency, and it yeah. is it is really interesting. Even the last couple of weeks, I've seen some studies and some things done with uh, seismic plates, where using different uh, frequencies, it, mm-hmm. it it changes structure. Like mm. structure is based upon frequencies, and it's so amazing. They you know take these plates, uh, put sand on it, and then just by yeah. playing different tones and different sounds. Yeah. It, it completely changes the structure. And so, you, you know, you just have to imagine what, you know, it's doing on the inside. And, you mm-hmm. know, we are mostly water and just the effects of these of these different things, uh, you know, these different sounds is, is fascinating to me. I know I'm a I'm a certified hypnotherapist and sometimes we use uh, different frequencies and the uh, different megahertz, the, the surf radio uh, you know, yeah. sounds which mm. can affect brain state uh, can yes. induce you know theta state, alpha state, you know, different relaxed states. Uh, and I wondered if you might you know talk a little bit of that or any experience that you've had with that.
2: Hmm. So I enjoy meditating every once in a while, and when I meditate, I completely base the music I listen to while I meditate. Um, on on how it can relax me. So the, the reason why um, yoga classes love playing that type of sound, that gong, bell sound, that repetitive sound, is because there's this almost hypnotic type of sound to that. And the fact that it repeats over and over again, that's something that we can focus on. And that's why meditation, playing that music in the background, is it works so well. Um, that just goes to show how important sound is. Music is all about sound. But the actual sound that you choose, that affects our mood, our uh, mental state. I, yeah, so it just goes to show how powerful sound is.
1: Yes. Is there a specific note that when the music is played in that note that it's mm-hmm. more beneficial versus another note?
2: Hmm. Okay, that's an interesting question. I would say like the range, if it's a high-pitched sound, that's probably not going to be as soothing as something that's a little bit more in the alto tenor range. Um, The exact pitch, I feel like everybody might have a different preference, but I do like a good open G sound. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, looking at studies on like vagus nerve tone, Uh, Mm -hmm. different types of sounds, different, you know, types of ohm. It it can definitely stimulate the vagus nerve, which can, uh, you know, it's very powerful for the body. I mean, we have two parts to our nervous system, parasympathetic, which is rest and digest and sympathetic, which is flight or fight. So Mm -hmm. many of us are stuck in sympathetic state all day long, flight or fight. We're not getting the deep healing, the cellular regeneration, the proper digestion. And Mm -hmm. something as simple as activating your vagus nerve through music can have really profound health benefits for the body. And, you know, I think it's great that we can talk about that and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, have people consider that our life is affected by, all of these things, you know, nature yes. and sunshine and and it's not it's not about, you know, the latest medicine or supplement. Um, I think that music is a supplement and very important for for health overall. Uh, yes. Have you always have you always been interested in music since since childhood? Is this were you a uh, mm-hmm. you know child in that regard?
2: Yeah, so I started uh, piano and violin around the same time I was seven years old. um, And ever since, I've just been very committed and serious about playing both of these instruments. Um, And I do thank my mom, who was very uh, motivating and supportive. Um, And I feel like at the beginning, it was... It's, it was very difficult to keep up with the long hours of practice because it does take a lot of commitment and um, a lot of practice to get to a certain level in music. Um, but I feel like it was through the performances and the relationships that I built that really, really made me fall in love with making music.
1: Yes, and how did you develop yourself? How did you go about developing your skill set? Because to Mm -hmm. be accepted to Juilliard, it's a very prestigious school and Mm -hmm. must have involved hours and hours of practice. What advice would you have for somebody that's looking to build a skill set like that?
2: Mm -hmm. So first, it's all about your um, attitude um, towards, I guess, um, failing honestly uh, you have to be fearless you have to be unafraid to fail over and over again and you have to just keep going and just trust that one day you will reach where you want to be and I'm still on my path and on my journey of reaching my dream Um, for me is a lifelong journey and I'm committed to spending the rest of life, just learning about music and performing. Um, and I guess just be fearless to make a fool of yourself sometimes and just love what you do every moment.
0: I love that. That's great advice. Uh, you know, you certainly do turn a lot of stereotypes on their head. I love how, you know, like you talked about, you're definitely setting the example that, uh, you know, as a, as a, as a woman, it's not about you know nibbling on vegetables. Your your you know <laughs> cave mask saw the other day. Someone called you a lioness, and I think that that was that was really cool and a and a good description. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, as a as a Chinese American, maybe you could share mm-hmm. you know maybe some other uh, insights into how sure. you kind of step out of some of the stereotypes that might be associated with that.
2: Mm, okay. Chinese-American, I I always uh, feel like I'm Chinese-American, so Chinese first. I was born in Shenzhen, uh, China, and I moved to Los Angeles when I was three. Um, so I'm very proud to represent uh, my country. Um, but because I grew up in America, you know, a lot of people think that I'm, like, very Americanized. But I think my traditional... Um, uh, Chinese mom, like, like her way of uh, raising me is very traditional in the sense where we focus a lot on um, our discipline, we focus a lot on respect towards the elderly, you know, and that's a big thing in Chinese culture. And that's something that I truly take pride in. And that's something that I will pass on to my kids. Um, and that's also something that I want to translate through my uh instagram and music is to just be grateful at all times um and to you know be very disciplined and be focused on um your career over anything else right it's first your how to like improve yourself um and um i guess i don't know like i feel like all cultures can be like that but Um, as, as a Chinese American, I'm very proud that I'm so, you know, I'm raised that certain way.
1: Yes. That's, um, one of the things that Chris and I really love is Mm -hmm. delving into the different cultures, especially in nutrition and and views Mm -hmm. of nutrition. And what are some of the cultural nutrition views that you have?
2: Okay. So I was, uh, raised on like a traditional Chinese cuisine diet. So my mom would cook a lot of meat dishes, but also a lot of vegetable dishes. And it would always be accompanied with rice, white rice. Um, so it's a it's it's a bunch of carbs for sure. But I think it was the meat and the amount of milk that I drank that helped me grow so tall. Um, I'm actually the tallest one in my family. And my mom always says, it's because you ate the most meat. It's because you drank the most milk. Um, And I do believe that. And I think I thank her for feeding me all those foods. Um, And then I went to this like, Vegan phase where thank God it was after my growth spurt and it was after I was fully grown. But I I think I would not have been this, I guess, tall and healthy if it weren't for the amount of meat that I ate as a child. Um, But Chinese cuisine focuses a lot on meat, fish, um, a lot of like organs, actually, like pig's feet, um, chicken heart, gizzards. Um, So I think. Um, being Chinese, it really helped me be so comfortable with the carnivore diet because it was something that I grew up on.
0: Yeah, and you, you certainly do, uh, you know, a great job representing that. And uh, we enjoy seeing you at, at, you know, Hot Pot. How is it? Oh, in, I love in New- Hot Pot. What is, what, is, <laughs> what is carnivore in New York look like?
2: Ooh, carnivore in New York is like endless opportunities to just explore. Because there's like every cuisine that you could possibly want in Manhattan alone. So if I'm feeling hot pot, there's like 10 options, you know. Um, But I do recommend to everyone out there who wants like an affordable carnivore dinner, Go to an all-you-can-eat hot pot restaurant. It's getting more and more popular. You could pretty much find it in any major city. And just order like endless plates of beef, lamb, organ meats, and like dip it in the hot water I I prefer just pure hot water um, and dip it in whatever sauce you want and that's like a perfect carnivore meal Uh, what else? There's seafood restaurants of course there's those amazing American steakhouse restaurants but at the end of the day I must say even though I live in New York City I love a good home cooked steak meal top it with some butter that's why I'm called steak and butter gal that's all I love to eat
0: you know I'm glad you mentioned butter I've for the mm-hmm. last couple of weeks I've been doing kind of a deep dive into the benefits of butter and mm. looking at for instance butyrate uh, which
2: Ooh,
0: yes. was named from butter because Butter actually contains three to four percent butyrate. Butyrate is a really powerful signaling hormone. I mean, it it yes. makes all of these great hormonal changes in the body. Can boost fat burning, increases uh, ketogenesis, will raise raise your ketone yeah. levels. I wondered if you might talk to butter and uh, mm-hmm. its benefits and how how you incorporate it into your diet. Mm-hmm. So.
2: I'm sure that you and Dr. Nevada Gray, you guys can just talk so much about the scientific facts about the benefits of butter and the butyrate levels which truly nourish the body. Um, But for my own experience, I can say that um, eating butter has truly transformed my skin. Um, I feel like it's through our skin where we can truly see how our health levels are and Um, The more butter I eat, the more high, um, the better my skin is. I no longer have hormonal breakouts during that time of the month. I don't have breakouts like rarely ever at all. Um, I feel so satiated. And by the way, I love fasting. I love doing one meal a day fasting combined with the carnivore diet. And I truly believe it's because I eat so high fat, so much raw butter, that making this 24-hour fast possible, it's effortless for me because the butter is just that satiating. Um, And besides butter, my favorite fat is butter, but I also love... Having tallow, I love having raw suet, which is beef fat, um, and I love saving the leftover fat from my steaks or like pork belly that I cook. And I save that and even sip on it. So I just love that.
1: Yes. Fat is an important part of the carnivore diet. It provides all of our fuel. And I truly believe that there are the skin benefits that come from it. I do notice that myself, Uh, especially with the dry skin. I notice when when you're getting enough fat and and especially Mm -hmm. fatty fish, dry Mm -hmm. skin seems to be a non-issue uh, for yes. most of the women in carnivore. Plus we have our nice shiny hair that we love Oh, yes. um, that goes along uh, with that. What are some right. of your uh, lessons learned and tips in the carnivore diet that you have for women that are, that are new to this lifestyle?
2: Yes. Um, I'm glad you mentioned the hair. That's actually something that I've noticed is like a huge improvement from changing diets from vegan to carnivore. When I was on the vegan diet, I shed hair like crazy. Um, My roommate one day, like she looked at the floor and she was like, hey, Bella, I'm concerned that you're shedding this much hair. And it was then that I realized like, it's because of the way I eat. That's why I'm shedding so much hair. I was losing like tons of hair in the shower. And now on the carnivore diet, I'm not shedding as much in the shower, and my hair is thicker, shinier, stronger. Um, I just got a haircut, but let me just tell you, like, my hair is getting thicker, 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 and I'm so happy (laughs) because I know women love their hair. A good head of hair is everything, Um, but some tips, a lot of, uh, on, on my Instagram, I've had a lot of questions asking if I supplement or if I eat organs. And the only organ that I eat is liver. Um, Personally, the liver, the taste of the liver is a bit strong for me. So what I would suggest for everyone, um, the easiest way to take down the liver is you to small pieces and freeze it and kind of just take it as a daily pill. You could swallow it with some water, eat it with your steak. That's what I do. Um, And uh, eggs are also such a great carnivore food. Um, but make sure that it's pasture-raised eggs. Eating it raw works, but I love soft boiling it. It's a great snack on the go as well.
0: Awesome. So, Bella, what uh, what does the future hold for you? You're you're super talented. I have no <laughs> doubt. You know, concert. Uh, you know, pianist, violinist. But what are what are some of your your goals? What are you What are you looking to do? Um.
2: So. I always dream of being a performer, a soloist. I want to be able to travel the world and spread my passion for music. So in whatever way that translates through, I'm, I'm just so down to just completely perform and share music, whatever right? Whatever it takes. But I also do love music education. I love teaching. Um, and I totally see myself as a teacher um, uh, as I get older. But, you know, when I'm young, I, I love being on stage. I love performing. So that's what I'm that's what I am shooting for um, a performance career. Um, And who knows, like, where this Instagram, the Steak and Butter Gal Instagram is going to go. I'm happy to continue to promote the carnivore diet and to combine that with music. Yes. Uh, And yes, and I
1: think you have an amazing future in front of you. Uh, Chris and I are really excited to continue following your journey and all of the beautiful music that you're going to put out in the world. Where can our listeners find you to learn more about your music and your journey?
2: So I will continue to share my life as a musician on my Instagram page, Opus Bella. um, And, you know, through steak and butter gal as well, but that's going to be more focused on my diet, but I would recommend everyone to just check those two pages out. That's where I, really express myself the most um and whatever happens is just gonna be on there so go check those two places out
0: (laughs) awesome well bella thank you so so much like i said you bring such a joy passion to everything super popular and i know that you're going to uh you know just be infectious to spread you know both music and the uh Healing benefits of steak as well. So, thank you so much. We look forward to keeping up with you and having you on the show down the road.
2: Thank you. It was such an honor. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Mind Body Breakthroughs podcast. We are now available on iHeart Podcast and all of your favorite podcast listening platforms. As always, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. We love hearing from you. If you're interested in being a guest on our podcast, send us an email. Link in the show notes.